It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm the special guest, Kyle. A special guest, Kyle. Look at that. Back in action, huh? I appreciate that you even wore your shirt to come, to come back for this special occasion, huh? Oh, yeah, the gun show. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's right. The, the original bad boys of podcasting are, are back in town, I guess you'd say, huh? I would have to concur with that. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? What's what's good? What's going on in, in Kyle land? I discovered that these trulies are where it's at. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Which one is that? The black cherry. Lemonade? Yeah. Oof. It's gangster. Gangster. I like mm. the, I still like the mango. Mango's probably my favorite. This is my second favorite lemonade. There you go. They're a little sweet, but I like it. It's good. What you else do you something cool? You what, something sure. cool I got? Yeah, what's up? What you got? From our buddies over at Hive Comics, I got the Ice Cream Man. Oh, those covers. are dope. Yeah. I like that black and white. Doesn't it look cool? It's backwards. Actually, I think the color one is better. They both got characteristics and both both make them like cool. Like I think the color pops, but I think the black and white makes it look like more like ominous. Uh-huh. And, and more like a little more evilish. You yes. know, like like getting its point across, but those are pretty cool. I got those the other day. Shout out to Patrick. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks for stopping in and checking it out again. I'll see you tomorrow, Patrick. Yes, you will. How's how's uh? Why don't, well, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone? I'm sure they've seen MCM, but what you guys got lined up for for MCM tomorrow night? Oh, tomorrow we have Corbin back again, everybody. So if you guys enjoy Corbin, um, we're doing our top five favorite Kirby covers. Which and then we're doing. I'll get into that in a second. Um. We're doing. We got some cool talk. We're you know we're talking some some news, some different stuff. We've got some pretty good ideas. We got Travis back on again. Uh, we got comic reviews, so it should be a fun show. Nice. So what else has been going on? Your your kid just graduated high school, right? Yep, I did. I got them both through high school. There you go. You did your job. I'm the, I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> you did your job, huh? Yep, barely. Just coasted through. Now it was cool watching him graduate. It was awesome. So now it's time for them to both get a job and move out so you and the wife can just party all the time, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they, they're graduated. We could go on vacation without them. We'll just leave them a 50 and, you know, we'll go out. Now nope, they're coming with us. You think they're going to live there forever, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're going to live there forever. Like we're going to San Diego next week, and they're coming with us. So can't get away. You got a job 
fucking pay your own way. Are you going to scream shark again and and run out of the water? There's a possibility. I'm actually considering getting in the ocean above my ankles. <laughs> there you go. I'm contemplating it. There's shit in there that will eat you, though. So I might yell shark and run away if something touches my leg. <laughs> Gonna push the wife down again as you run away. Sacrifice your shark, shark gods. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Yeah. It's been a long time, man, since we've done one of these, but it's uh it's good to be back on, on the episode geek channel. It's good to have Kyle back too. So Yes. I thought it would be fun to come on and talk some geek shit and get drunk. There you go. Gonna, you got you got your drinking words ready for tomorrow night already for everyone who's gonna tune in. I know Patrick has <sighs> already said he's gonna be there. He's got his yeah. ticket. He's got his seat um, reserved. I'll have the. I've modified the drinking game. Uh-oh. It's kind of cool what I'm doing now. It, so I make a set of base words now to get us going, and as we go and we're talking, stuff's going on. We actually, I modify the words as we go. So I'm constantly updating it with like, if Marco's doing something funky or if someone's, you know, like, well, Solo quit. But if like Solo was doing something, I would update the words and stuff to keep everybody drinking even more. Solo quit? Solo quit. Oh. Now he's solo. We can't hear him. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh man Yeah Patrick says he's got his front row seat Already picked out he's got his ticket in line He's ready to go What do we need video proof of Christina What do we need video proof of I'm not sure what you want video proof of Kyle Oh (laughs) Kyle going in the water Past his ankles Oh Oh, it's. I'm scared I'm very scared That's uh just don't know. I just don't. <laughs> if everybody's said, not so reading bad, this book. Unicorn. 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 Oh, it is corn, huh? And I have that book too. Fucking stupid. It was a good book. Did you get the trade no, of it? it to, did you get the trade of it to finish it off? No, I didn't. I just read the first one, and that was it. Oh, all right. When we were doing it. I just picked it just like I used to do when we did comic reviews. Mm. I uh, I just picked random number ones. And I picked that, and then I figured out what it was about. And I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't do it because it's like, you know, made for like nine-year-old girls. <laughs> and uh, Mark was like, nope, nope, we're definitely fucking doing it. We're definitely doing it. So we did it. Ended up being a hit. The old... Uh... Walmart Pokemon Hitman himself, Marco, huh? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, I also got... I'll show you something else cool I got. I don't know if I showed you these. Dope. I really like the black and white one. Yes, the black and white one is very nice. The color one's not bad either, though. So I thought those were cool. That's it. That's all I got to show off. 
Nice. Yeah, you guys had a good interview last week on MCM with, with Tony Daniels from uh, Stray Dogs. Tony Fleece? Or Tony Fleece. Why did I say Daniels? I don't know. That would have been cool, though. Yeah, Fleece. You know what my favorite part of that whole interview was? There was two parts. The first part was, no, the dog biscuits are not from other dogs. So that answered that question. But the second of us, when he looked, he, he, he got kind of serious. He looked at Solo and Marco, and he's like, tell me about your family. <laughs> and Marco starts breaking down the, you know, his, his like. The fact that he's got to tell his kids to write an essay to give him some stuff, you know. I, yeah, okay. $300 Pokemon cards, you write your essay. <laughs> oh, he, you know, and we found out that, you know, Solo's granddad your great granddad or something was was friends with JFK. He busted out a picture and everything. Like of them just he, like Dutch ruddering each other. That's yeah. <laughs> him and JFK give totally, each other the Dutch rudder. It was totally just what it was. <laughs> but it's like who keeps a picture of that readily available? Like he was just like whoop. Like like he'd been waiting to work that in one day. Oh, I'm sure he has. I, I have a feeling that he's been waiting to work that in since he was on this show. All right, today I'm going to try to work in the wheat deal. Like, remember when we, we interviewed Jack and he was telling us about JFK? I wonder if Soul has been having it sit there since then so he could try to work it in. Just hoping that he can be like, look, I know the conspiracy between JFK too. Well, he didn't do a very good job. That took him a long time. Uh, you know, Solo. <laughs> Solo slow plays it, man. His whole thing is is about the slow play. He he's all about the slow burn. <laughs> That's right. The big payoff. The big payoff in the end. What's well, good? It sounds like you guys are having got a good thing going over at MCM, and things are uh, going good for you guys on flip side. That's that's exciting stuff. Yeah, there's, there's some. Yeah, it's cool. That's good, man. Trying to have the best, most fun we can. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to get into a little bit of nerd news here, or geek news, whatever I'm going to call it, geek news. Do you have intro music for it? No, no, no intro music. Not that cool yet. I'm working on it. I just learned how to put fancy boxes that have neons go around them on two, know, two people like, like five minutes before the show started. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying out. But I want to start with something that just came out right before we were live, and that's big, big, big Spider-Man No Way Home news. It came out that No Way Home is actually not referencing Spider-Man, but the Sinister Six. So there's big speculation that the Sinister Six in this movie are going to be from multiverses that come in to hunt Peter Parker. And it's going to be led by Willem Dafoe making his return as the Green Goblin. Something they've tried to keep under wraps this entire time and it got out couple months before this movie is supposed to come out because they keep teasing trailers and and all that that haven't happened yet but uh yeah willem dafoe is going to be supposedly making his return as a green goblin you're he gonna, killed it as that yeah and you know you've already got alfred molina coming back as dr octopus you've got jamie fox coming back as electro you've got um mysterio already there supposedly yeah, rumored Garfield to come back. coming back as spider-man we'll see Emma Stone also said today that she is in absolutely no way, shape, or form in Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't know if that's a lie or if she's 
kind of trying to downplay it, but um, hopefully she comes in as Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen, that would be cool. But the No Way Home, they're saying the No Way Home references the um, the villains, and that the Sinister Six is now stuck in the current Marvel timeline, and they have no way of it of leaving. Thus, the No Way Home title. So I think it's pretty interesting. I don't know what you think about it. If you think it's it's a good plot, if you think it's it, it's going to be bogged down by too many villains, I think it's it sounds a little busy. Uh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is going to voice Spider Man in No Way Home too. All right, Patrick. <laughs> I'm okay with that if it happens. Why not? Right. Um, it does. It does. Doogie was, <laughs> was the best animated Spider. Yes. Um, it does sound a little busy, but I'm excited for it, especially if they're gonna if Willem Dafoe is actually gonna be in it. It's gonna involve the Sinister Six. Um, it's getting it's sounding more and more crazy as we go along. But just wanted to talk about that and get your opinion on it since you're on the show and I'm not talking to myself this week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Next time you could just be like Willem Dafoe is gonna be in the new Spider Man movie. Right? And just just set a prop up to talk to. I should just like mirror myself so it looks like I'm talking to myself. No, you should make a Kyle puppet. <laughs> Kyle puppet. <laughs> and you could have me in another screen. Yes. There you go. Keep That'd keep cool. hope alive. <laughs> uh. Next thing we have is the Rugrats. The Rugrats was rebooted this week on Paramount Plus with some big changes. Biggest change of them all is that Betty DeVille, the mother of Phil and Lil, has been er, come out as a uh, she's a lesbian. She's mentions girlfriends that she's had in the past. I'm I'm cool with this. Like, there's been speculation that she was that way from the original series. Did you watch Rugrats when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. There's speculation that she was like that from the original series, but they had a dad in that in that show. Um. I I don't know why they don't just make new character for someone like that. Like I'm all for them having LGBTQ characters, but why can't they just make a new character for him? Why do you have to in- introduce a current character that way? Just give a new character, give them a character to get behind somebody new, somebody fresh. So hopefully what they do is she had an affair with Karen <laughs> and that's how they got together. Yeah. But she's from the, the sound of it from the first episode, she's a single mom in this. It's all in, in 3D animation now. Um, all the parents have different jobs. It's it's interesting if you're an old Rats fan to go check out, but I'm not. So they're just more modernizing it to what's pretty, going on in Pretty time. much, yeah. All technology is more is up to date and modern in the show. So it's very more modernized. They made um, Grandpa a, a freaking hippie. So he's all <laughs> he's all like peace, love, ponytail. Hippie, hippie man, so. So they all going to have, like, iPads since they're kids? And right. They'll, they don't Johnny, go on go sit in the corner on your iPad. Mommy's busy. Yeah, they don't go on adventures anymore. They just iPad it up. Huh? They they just text each other for a half hour. <laughs> Their adventures are. From each other's home. <laughs> they show it on the screen, and it's all gibberish, but it makes perfect sense when they're reading it. That's what they should do. But but that's the biggest thing. Angelica's mom is, is a... Uh, She's like a political and political office and 
So it's a, it's very modernized Rugrats for the next generation with some small tweaks. Um, but I just I just thought, you know, that that one kind of caught me off guard, and I was like, why not just make a new character if that's what you want to do? But whatever. I don't write this stuff. I just work here. I just run a shitty internet podcast. Um, Powerpuff Girls. I don't make the news. I just report it. (laughs) Yeah. The CW Powerpuff Girls is being repiloted. Um, and it also already sounds like that repilot is going off the rails. If you listen to the, um, CEO of CW, who says that the original pilot, it felt uh, a little too campy. It didn't feel as rooted in reality as, uh, it might've felt, um, I've never thought I would hear someone say routed or rooted in reality when it comes to Powerpuff Girls. Like that was... would make the Powerpuff Girls really cool. It's if they were like supernatural hunters and they drove like a VW bus and they killed like werewolves and vampires and stuff. And that's, that's what they did. So it's like, it's like, um, God, I can't remember the name Supernatural? of Supernatural? Supernat, thank you. It's like Supernatural and meets fucking Scooby-Doo, huh? Yeah. Where they just drive around in a hippie van and kill monsters. Yes. But that's what was what, endearing about Powerpuff Girls, man, was that it was and Every candy. time they kill a vampire, they kiss. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but that was what, I mean, Powerpuff Girls was campy and absurd and, and crazy mm-hmm. and that's what made it so fun to watch. I don't know how they're going to to do a realistic. Like I like what they did with Riverdale, making River, Riverdale more realistic and fit that you know that narrative they were trying to go with it for the CW narrative. But I don't know how they're going to do that with Powerpuff Girls. I think you got to keep it campy and crazy, and I don't and think it's going to work. Not try to root it in reality, but yeah, I don't think it's going to work either. But they're they're committed to. To do whatever it takes to get it off the ground to get a season order, which are they gonna fly? I they've got to right. Yes, they've got to be made of sugar and spice and everything nice. They've got to fly. Like you can't you can't make them. Ha- I don't know. You could watch a, P, a a a Powerpuff Girls where they're having like teen drama or the their boyfriend cheated on them or. You know, Bubbles is a slut, or you know what, whatever they're gonna do. Like, they're not fighting Mojo Jojo, a, a talking gorilla, or you know, maybe they'll be the Mean Girls in school, right? It's like Mean Girls with superpowers. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that'd be awesome. Nah, now Pat, I'm hooked. Now you're hooked. Now you're ready now to watch I'm, it, huh? No, yep. Now I'm into it. Now I'm in it to win it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joker Joker Todd Phillips has reportedly signed on for the sequel a new report suggests that Joker co-writer and director Todd yes. Phillips has signed on a dotted line for a sequel to the Academy Award winning film Hangover 9. I'm down for Joker I, I know you didn't <laughs> like it but I'm down for it and I want to see it him take on the Batman but more of from his perspective kind of like what Tom McFarlane's talking about doing with the Spawn movie, we're making Spawn more in the background and Spawn more of a bad guy. It, it not, not a bad guy, but like um, a phantom in the background where you don't really see him. I want to see I want to see that kind of movie where you, you see it, his conflicts with the Batman all from his point of view. I think that would be a dope-ass movie. Maybe it'd be cooler if the Batman wasn't even real, but he thinks it is, and that's what's going on. So it's like all in his head? Yeah. 
He's just fighting a sock puppet Kyle that he thinks is Batman. <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> I am the knight. Daisy Johnson is pretty. Daisy Johnson is pretty. Yes, you are correct, Patrick. Um, but I'm all for Joker. I can't. I can't say that I would be against a Joker sequel. Uh, I don't know if it'll be with Joaquin Phoenix. You gotta hope so, right? Because he made the first one so well. I know you didn't like it, but maybe if it's not a slow burn, if he's more chaotic, and yeah. if it was like the last few minutes of the movie, the entire movie where he's just like, just more action packed, yeah, causing chaos and blowing shit up and destroying things, I'd be down for that too. It might be. A little bit more watchable. But uh, we got big news this week that the Craven the Hunter movie cast Aaron Taylor Johnson in the lead role. Aaron Taylor Johnson will be cast as Craven the Hunter in Sony's Pictures' upcoming Marvel film. A release date was also given of January 13th, 2023. Um, but the interesting part is that he was not their first, not even their second, nor their third or fourth choice as they reportedly approached Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Adam Driver, and John David Washington to play the role. Jeez. Before giving I'm number it five. I'm number five. To, Alan, to, to Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Comic Book Complex himself, because this will be his third time playing a comic book character. Third time's a charm, right? So, I guess so, but do... You know, I don't see the Craven. I don't see Craven. The Craven look. I mean, I don't, I don't see. see I I don't know if this was a good casting. It, I, I think this is just more Sony being tone deaf and and missing the mark. And you know, they're they're trying to so hard to build this this Spider Man universe without Spider Man in it. And you know, from the first trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I don't have high hopes for that movie. For the first trailer from Morbius, I don't have high hopes for that movie. Did they already push that movie? They've put, yeah, they've pushed it a couple times now, and now you're going Craven. So you've got Venom, Morbius, and Craven standalone movies with no Spider-Man in them. What what See, is going to appeal? That that's the whole appeal of Craven is that he's this master hunter who decides to take up the ultimate hunt and hunt Spider-Man. What makes Craven appealing without Spider-Man? Who's he gonna hunt? Quail. <laughs> He's, He's gonna, gonna go hunt quail. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just gonna <laughs> They're just gonna photo they're just gonna like superimpose him into back into shots from uh wedding crashers when they're quail hunting. And he's just gonna be in the background like stalking them as Vince Vaughn gets shot in the ass. Uh, Patrick says exactly. Sony just a bit off off the beaten drum with the MCU. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah. disappointed. I guess if they they just they asked so many people, I guess you know they're just probably happy somebody said yes, right? Or, but that like I said it last week on the show about the the Batgirl. They're talking about making a Batgirl movie and how it's going to come right to HBO Max and they're not going to give it a theatrical release. That tells me that the script, they don't have faith in it. you know. And that's kind of what I, I feel with, with this is like they they approached Keanu Reeves early on and he said no. 
Then you're going to go to Brad Pitt. We all know that he smells, so they he said no. You know, then they go to to Adam Driver, who's sitting there playing, you know, playing Kylo Ren, and he, and he says no. And then John David Washington, who's still kind of an up and comer. Yeah, he was in Tenant, and he was in um, the show with The Rock on on HBO. Um, and you know, he is the son of, you know, the big man, Denzel, Denzel Washington. So, and he said, no, like he could get into a, a huge franchise and he said no. And then they should have asked the rock. He, he's busy playing black Adam. Yeah. He can multitask. He's like, oh, I'm going to go make a DC movie. He's going to try and do the real superhero thing and single-handedly save the DCEU. So yeah, we'll see about that. But I don't know. I just look. I liked him as Kickass. He was okay as Quicksilver, but I just don't. I, I'm not interested. As Quicksilver, yeah, I'm not interested in like we could have been set up for a very good Craven's Last Hunt in Spider-Man No Way Home through or you know No Way Home. There's still spec. People are now speculating that this came out that he's already shot scenes for No Way Home, so he might be in that. I don't think he's going to be, but I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But, I mean, how many more superhero roles is he going to play? Like, he just gets killed off and, and everyone except for, well, kick-ass. But he gets one shot in the MCU as Quicksilver, and they're they're like, all right, well, we're going to bring Quicksilver back, but you're not going to play him this time. We're going to go with the Fox Quicksilver, you know? Because he was better. Yeah, we're going to recast. We're going to recast your, your friend from the first movie. So... He was his best friend in the first Kick-Ass, wasn't he? And then they recast him, and, and then they recast the best friend with somebody else in the second one, huh? Yep. Forgot about that. But I don't know. Not not my pick for for Craven. I just I don't know. I think there's there's better better options out there, but way better, like me, like Kyle. Yeah, you could. There you go. I got stash for it. Dude, there you go. They go get signed on. Have Hollywood pay you millions of dollars just to go get do nothing but work out and get ripped. Dude, it would be fucking awesome. And then just play Craven the Hunter. Kylo the Hunter. Put, I can put pictures of me on Instagram. There you go. Just getting ripped. Hell yeah, man. I'll do my diet and shit. There you go. Like with uh uh, fucking Chris uh, Hemsworth Star does. Lord did and oh, Star Lord did Chris Pratt yeah take a before picture and then you're all ribbed and jacked in your Craven outfit yeah leopard print sign thong. me up I'll do way better than kick ass <laughs> leopard print thong <laughs> uh, we got the Green Lantern noons Jeremy uh, Ives confirms Alan Scott casting for HBO Max series so we finally got our Alan Scott, the very first Green Lantern, um, is going to make his appearance in the Green Lantern series. And the big thing about this Green Lantern is he was uh, a, a gay man. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited for Green Lanterns. I don't know how it's going to work. Are you Are you excited for this series, Kyle? No, no. I'll watch it. I'm hoping that it's good, but I'm. I'm not ex- I'm not a huge Green Lantern person, so it's not like I'm excited to get it. But I'll definitely watch it. I definitely want to check it out. I'm hoping it's that since it's going to be on HBO Max, it's going to be awesome. 
Yeah. But but like the Watchmen series really let me down. You didn't like the Watchmen series? Not really. I like I enjoyed it. It was a little slow at, at first, but I think it picked up nicely. I kind of enjoyed it. I just think if they would have held more to the to the written content that they had instead of just like bits and pieces. Well, I mean, I thought it was more true to the the comic than the movie was because he actually had like the squid attacks and the squids would, you know, they would sound the alarm as it would rain squid and uh, there was a little bit more substance as far as the source material goes versus what was in the movie, the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, I guess. But uh, one big thing I know you're excited about that got announced this week is that Scott Snyder, not to be confused with Zack Snyder, announced that he has finished the first draft of his pilot for the TV show, which is the 25 books that I bought will finally be able to be sold. <laughs> so watch, watch all that pump and dump for witches coming, huh? Yeah. I bought a shitload of copies of witches. Wasn't that rumored when it first came out that it was being optioned, that Brad Pitt was attached to it and it was already optioned and it yeah, never it went like, anywhere. It, it was, it was optioned and shelved. That's by Brad Pitt's production company. Yeah. And, See, I wonder. Uh, I want to know if Scott Snyder was originally supposed to pen the script for it, or if it got sold to somebody new, and so he's penning it. I wonder if Warner Brothers somehow got a hold of it now, and they're letting they're him write to, it. As they're trying to get sold off. Yeah. <laughs> as you guys try to crowdfund to buy DC over at MCM, huh? Yeah. Maybe it's gonna Check be on Solo, Solo Vision. Vision. <laughs> no, it's Wookie Vision. Or Wookie Vision, yes. That's where it's gonna come is Wookie Vision. No, I I don't know who I remember that's that was the rumor though, Brad Pitt's production company. And then they were just they were just buying it so that they had a comic book property. Yeah. I mean now is the time. And what better person to write the script than the guy who wrote the script? And it's interesting. I noticed, like when when we were when we interviewed Tony the first time on MCM, when we were talking about Stray Dogs and how they kind of got that that deal, the animated deal, right off the bat before issue one even came out. And then when you guys were talking to him this past week, it, that that tone of that's kind of changed. Where he was like, they optioned it right off the bat and they were ready to go. And now they're like, oh well, you know, he if you notice, he said they're watching closely sales to see if they want to move forward with it. So it's interesting how the all these studios are just buying up these hot comic book properties sight unseen and just like, oh man, that sounds like a great con- you know concept, and then they're going, oh well, we're gonna watch to see. Well, what I mean, it's selling out. Uh, what issue three went into second print? Issue issue one's on third or fourth, isn't it? Yep. Issue two's gone to second print. Issue three's gone to second print. I think he announced that issue four went to second print too. I think he did too. So, and I know five is the final issue and that I know um, FOC just ended on that. So, but I'm looking forward to being able to buy his other book that you guys got to read. You didn't read it? No, I did not read time shoppers. Oh my God. It's so fucking funny. If you guys, if that gets option that he's got a Kickstarter for that. Yeah. So if you guys, I don't know where it's at, honestly, 
He didn't even, he talked about having a Kickstarter, but he didn't even promote it when he was on the show. He didn't push the Kickstarter. He didn't even say where to go. Hmm. So I don't know if you can Google time shoppers and, and find the Kickstarter for it. I know Marco said he's given a thousand dollars towards it. Well, that guy, but it was a fucking, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious read. And What's the premise of it? They send this kid back in time to fix stuff that happened in time. Like they sent him back to kill Hitler when he was born, but then he ends up making like a like a chocolate statue of himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he goes back to the old West to do something, and he saw that it was uh, five cent hand jobs, and he handed the guy a fifty. For the prostitutes, and he's you know, and it's Whoa, like, really for hand jobs, yeah. And it was wow. like, and then he, it was like, and then he got in trouble because it was like 600 days later. <laughs> he's just been digging <laughs> nothing but hand jobs the entire time, huh? He's got like a beard and shit. <laughs> Jesus, it's it's really funny. It's an awesome, it's an awesome, awesome read. There you go. So, are you, look are you, for that. Are you guys having him on again for issue five when issue five comes up? Yes. Nice. There you go. go he's see. the one who says, he, he's the one who always made sure you, I'm coming back, right? <laughs> there you go. Go over to Flipside. Subscribe to M Modern Comic Mayhem so you don't miss out on uh, Tony coming on to talk more straight off, which is one of the best comics out right now. I think it's one of the best image comics on stands right now. Uh, the premise of it's so good. It was so number, dark. Yeah. It was the number one, my number one pick of the comics that came out last week. Um, it's a book that I've definitely enjoyed, and I'm sorry to see it go, but I'm excited. I want to know more about the free comic book day issue and then that one shot he was talking about and how that's going to fit into everything. What up, Ish? Thanks for joining in. Yes, it is awesome to see Absolute Geek back. Well, for one night only, I guess. <laughs> full full Absolute Geek for one night only, but... um. It, it, it what is 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 in true absolute geek fashion that yes you log on and we're talking about something like hand jobs that's, <laughs> that, that's what you expect anything right from exactly it was, <laughs> that's what you get right we we had a full episode where we talked thirty minutes about Batman's dong like you know that's that's what you get over here that's what you get we are nerds excuses <laughs> um we got news Cobra Kai season four is coming. And everyone's, I don't know, favorite Karate Kid 3 villain, Terry Silver, who's rocking the silver hair, is is making his, his triumphant return, and the real pain is about to begin. I love this series. I love Cobra Kai. It's so well done. It's, it makes it so awesome because it's so cheesy. It is. That's what makes it so fucking awesome. Like I it drives me a bonkers watching it while I'm watching it. <laughs> She's like, "This is the worst thing ever. Why are you watching it? It's fucking Karate Kid." <laughs> Ish says that's why my wife watches. <laughs> I love because we're nerds. Yeah. We talk about hand jobs <laughs> in time. <laughs> Five said hand jobs. You give him a fifty, and you're having a good time. I bet you he's. I bet you he was raw and chafing. Yeah, they implied it. Yeah. Okay. So I think actually we have Tony on. We're actually having Trisha on as well. Oh, you're getting them both. So we're getting them both. Ooh. 
she was in our chat. I did and, see that. Yeah, she was. And having... I think she, she didn't know what to. I didn't think she was. She didn't know what to expect from us. She seemed like she was having a good time with you guys, though. Yeah, like, she, she was. was. I think she was glad she was on the chat side and not. On not the on the show. Side. Yeah, so she wasn't. You didn't get to see her face and how appalled she was as your guys were asking questions. And Tony's just <laughs> yeah. like, whatever, you know. I think I think Tony got a kick out of it that so much is that how far we analyzed the book mm-hmm. and everything about it. Like you were, I don't know if you were watching or not, but we were drilling him on like everything. Oh, I was, yeah. So much that we like, you know what I mean? Like it's going on in summer, so he must live somewhere, you know, that he can't do it in the winter and you know, we broke down the whole taxidermy shed. And I mean, I don't think he was expecting that. Feeding dogs, other dogs. And yeah, it got, he really wasn't expecting that. It got real dark real quick. but <laughs> He wasn't expecting that at all. Apparently, Ish just came in his pants thinking about Terry Silver. It happens. It does. It happens to the best of us. But... That's it for news. Going to get into a little bit of my top five favorite books of this week. Number five coming in at Teen Titans Academy. Um, we got writer is Tim Sheridan, penciler and covers by Max Reiner. Haunted by the Deadly Task Force X, the new students of Titans Academy will have to grow up fast, but risk losing one of their own even faster. Why is this the squad put together? A new speedster's bolts back, and why is it uh, that he? Why is the Suicide Squad coming to Titans Island? Is Amanda Waller's team of villains being led by the mysterious Red X? This issue is important because it was the origin of Bolt. Have you read this book, Kyle? I have not got to it yet. I've not got to Teen Titans Academy yet. Nope. It's interesting, but the allure of Red X. Everyone wanting to know who is Red X, who is Red X, who is Red X, is definitely starting to to wear off. Um, I'll be interested to see. I, we've already got the end of the story. Now, like I said, and then went back to the beginning. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue on with this book. Um, but it was interesting adding the Suicide Squad to it in this rendition and seeing Superboy as part of the Suicide Squad. But <clears throat> the whole Red X thing is starting to, to lose its allure for me. Number four, we have Something's Killing the Children. James Tinian is the writer. Uh, Weather Del Dura is the artist. The origins of Erica Slaughter. What shocking events brought Erica to the House of Slaughter? And what did she have to do to join the Order of St. George? The secrets are revealed here for the first time, and this perfect a jumping on point for new readers. Uh, I picked up issue one of Something's Killing the Children, and then I picked this one up just because the cover. I think the cover is beautiful. You got an issue number one? I do. Look at you! That's an expensive book. It is. I've been I've been debating whether or not to get it graded, but I don't. Uh, I don't know if I want to wait six months. Yeah, it's a hard pass. CGC turnaround times. But, six months with a fast pass. Right. I love the art on the cover, so I was like, "I'll check this issue out." And so it was I my just number. Want to let everybody pick. know that I was ahead of the curve on telling everybody that Tinian was an awesome writer. Yes, you're probably you're bad. It's Scott Snyder protege. I've been saying this for years, and people scoffed in my direction as I said that. Who's laughing now? All oh, you guys, I am laughing at you. 
Do you have an issue of this book? No, I got an eighth print of it. <laughs> You'd be laughing all the way back to the bank. Oh, you got the the retail the like retail incentive eighth print. If you bought Berserker or whatever it was. No, I I got uh maybe it's a ninth print then. Is it the one what? where like she's holding the chainsaw on the front cover? No. No. Cause I know I think it was an eighth print that was a retail incentive. You had to buy like the chrome cover of Berserker one and then there was a fucking coupon in the back of it and you had to take out the coupon and then buy the chrome cover of issue two and show that coupon to prove that you bought issue one and then you got a free copy of the eighth print of something that's killing the children. No, I think I just bought it. <laughs> Works for me, right? But we came into number four this week. Number three, made in Korea, written by Jeremy Holt, cover art by George Shell. Uh, for Jesse, who is an AI robot, the world's first true AI system growing up means learning to think outside the box. This exciting new six-issue miniseries will redefine what it means to be a family in an age where biological parenthood is no longer reality. Um, I picked this book up on a whim. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought the premise was good. There's a lot, like if you're a fan of um, Handmaid's Tale, and there's a whole lot of focus right now on this whole like world where humans can't reproduce naturally anymore and thank god so they start bringing out ai to do it and ai kids and it's it's kind of interesting the the from the premise of the first issue not going to go too much into it because i want you to go on the stand support the creators and pick it up um but it was a fun read if you're into like robot stuff and, and ai and it says the coupon thing was scrapped so you could just buy the eighth brand okay because yeah, I know when I, I got it, they were like, did you buy the book? And I was like, well, I've got the Chrome edition, but I didn't bring the coupon. And they were like, all right. And then I still got the the book, but there you go. So too much heavy stuff at the coupon. Number two, Robin. Number two, written by Joshua oh. Williamson. Artist by Gelb Malekvik. Another writer that I've been praising for a long time. Yes. After the shocking events of Robin 1, Damien has learned the new deadly rules of the Lazarus Island the hard way. Now he must prove that he belongs in the tournament and uncover its secrets, but only his only ally is the daughter of one of his greatest enemies, Ravager. In this tournament, only one fighter can get out alive. This is the second full appearance of Flatline. We've talked about this book. I'm sure you guys are probably going to talk about it tomorrow on MCM. Fantastic. It, it, if you're not reading, if you haven't checked out Robin number one, I definitely say go to your local shop when you're in there and pick up a copy of it because it's essentially DC's version of Mortal Kombat. Robin enters a Mortal Kombat tournament. Yep. And he gets cocky and wants to throw down, and he gets, uh, well, basically gets his heart ripped out, right? First issue. Boom, I like it. Done. You get three lives, and I like how he breaks it down. He's like, what? I could just, I could just kill Yeah, And he's like, you know, and he just like goes like, Balls deep and just killing people, and right. just and then he's like, and then like Ravenger's like, you still have a lot to learn. And I like that they that they, the what she means by a lot to learn is he just needs to lighten up and stop being such a dick, right? <laughs> it's pretty much what she was saying. He's have a good time, but just have a good time. Stop being a dick. I finally like that you're getting Damian Wayman is, is getting his shine. He's getting his own title. He doesn't have the Teen Titans holding him back anymore. He doesn't have the the 
fact that he's Batman's kid holding him back anymore. He kind of he kind of still goes off that reputation where he's like, you know, don't you know who I am? I'm the son of the bat, the grandson of the the immortal, you know, um, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul, however you want to say it. And he kind of just lives off of his his family name and he's just a to be a little ass. shit. He can back it up though. He is a badass. He's by far the best Robin. Him and Tim Drake are one and two. One and two. Can't forget about Dick. Yeah. But I think Dick was always better as Nightwing. Like, I don't think, for me anyways, Dick didn't didn't shine. Hey, but in until he became Nightwing and out on his own and out of the Batman shadow. But Yeah. My number one book this week, The Last Ronin, issue three, writer Peter Laird, Kevin Eastman, and Tom Waltz. Artist Ben Bishop. Unexpected allies from the past reveal a possible path to salvation as the Foot Clan sweeps New York for the rogue Ronin. The final desperate plan is in the name of vengeance is made. Spanning decades, this issue actions and intrigues will set up the um, astounding final issues. Did you read this one yet? Not yet. And as a Turtle fan, I'm loving Last Ronin. I don't, I don't love the release schedule, how it comes out quarterly. But yeah, next was what, August? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of how it comes out quarterly, but, man, let's just say this one. You get to see Leonardo in, uh, and we kind of called it from the beginning when we first started reviewing this. I can't remember if we reviewed the first issue on Absolute Geek or if it was MCM. I'm pretty sure it was MCM. But we kind of called it that every issue is going to focus on how one of the turtles died. And the Mm -hmm. last one, you got Raphael. And this one, you got Leonardo and Casey Jones, and you find out how April loses her arm and legs, and and it's it's a pretty good, a pretty good story that definitely sets up, like it says, the the final two issues. Um, if you're a Turtles fan, this story has been years in the making. Definitely check it out. It's definitely worth a read. It's worth the the nine dollars, goddamn, at the the store. Nine dollars for a comic book. Yeah. Nine dollars for a comic book, sir. But that's all I got. That's it. Show short, short and sweet. That's it. Show's over. That's it. Show's over. Right when you're getting warmed up, huh? Warmed up? Not even <laughs> close to warmed up yet. <laughs> it's I'm di- still used to going another three and a half hours. Right, but we got to save. You got to save your energy. Why don't you tell everyone when, uh, where to find you tomorrow night and what you guys got on tap and what you're going to talk about and. I know you kind of well, did tomorrow we've got Ish but... on, so it's going to be awesome. He's going to break down some. We're Ish wants to break down Heroes Reborn and and the crossovers. Ooh. And and so, I can't wait to hear his opinion because Marco has a really strong opinion on this. So I can't wait to hear what Ish's is, and I'm going to try to get them read by tomorrow so that I could have somewhat of an opinion on it, but. I think that's going to be fun. Like I said, we're doing top five Kirby covers, which that's what I want to get back to. This is also something I'm going to talk about. And this is, I don't know, this probably won't vote over well. But looking at all the Kirby art, man, comic book has some dope ass artists now. Yes. The, the one thing it's that I've come a long like, way from Kirby, hasn't it? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, I'm looking at these a lot. Of, like you know what I did notice about what when when Kirby draws Captain America, every time Captain America's like this, 
dude's mouth is open every time. He always draws Captain America with his mouth open. I would like to ask him why. And wh- I want to know why Incredible Hulk always looks like someone smashed him on the head with a mallet. Because he's scary. But like, I know another thing he does. He draws one thing really big and then one thing really small. Like he's always got this big proportion thing going on. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to yeah. know why Hulk's head looks like you could always set a glass of water on top of it. Because he's a model. <laughs> I'm interested. But, I'm interested to hear Ish's uh, take on Heroes Reborn. I'll definitely have to tune in for that because I find it unreadable. I've I've kind of read the first four Heroes Reborn issues and then the the tie-ins this week with Miles Morales becoming the Falcon mm-hmm. and. I find this stuff unreadable. Like the fact that Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet is nothing but Infinity Rings. Like, <laughs> I just can't. Because it's just a joke. They're just, they're. Yeah, they're, it's what if stuff. Yeah. It's, but. it's just a joke. I think they're just, they're laughing at themselves. They're laughing at DC. They're laughing at the readers. They're laughing at the artists. They're, I think it's just a ha ha to everybody. It's just a razz to everybody. Yeah, like there's no punches being pulled with this, and it's so it's it's everything is digging at something, like it or don't like it. Like Marco loves it, and that's what he's really going to break it down because he was a like he thought this was going to be horrible this crossover, and he's like, I love it, I love it. And then like Ish, I, I can't wait to hear Ish's opinion. I'm sure he's he's got a pretty good opinion on it. Yeah, I just but, uh, I find it unreadable. I just haven't been able to to really get into it. I've been buying it and trying it and I just, I don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. I've had, I've, I'm having a hard time reading it too. Like it's like the first issue, like, you know, when we realized the whole thing was a rib, I didn't even get it the first time because it was so hard to read that I completely just went over my head because I was having such a hard time staying concentrated on it. Yeah. And so I was just like, what? like I've picked it up. I've picked up the one the new issue that came out on Wednesday a couple times, and I've started to read it. And I'm like, I can't read this. And I'm like, I'm gonna go read something else. And then I picked up Robin and read that. And I was like, this is sweet. It's like, all right, maybe I'm gonna give Hero Reborn another try. And I'm starting to read. And I'm like, I can't read this. And then I read Last Ronin. And I was like, this is sweet. And I'm like, all right, let's try again. <laughs> and I was like, maybe it's just this issue. And I put it down. And I went to the the squadron one or whatever, the one where Miles Morales becomes the Falcon in. And I was like, this is lame too. And I put it down, never picked it up again. I was like, I'm done. It went in my box, never to be thought of again. Never to be thought of again. Man, I hadn't gone to the comic book store in a couple weeks. I think it was three weeks. Damn. Yeah. It would have, if, if, if Drawn didn't do the discounts that they do, when you buy books, it would have been like $84. It's not bad. Nah. For three weeks of the books, you must not have. I mean, there must have not been a lot in there, but. It was a lot. It's stuff like this. Yeah. Jeez. But then with all the discounts and, you know, they give a certain percent off for each book and stuff, it ended up being like 74, 72. That's good. So it was a little bit easier on the pocketbook. So since Ish is coming on your guys' show tomorrow, are you going to grill him to see who, 
what Marvel legend is coming to their shop to do a CGC signing? Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it. And I hope he tells us, it gives us a rundown of the con that was a couple weeks ago. Yes. I wanted to go to that, but it was right when I came back from Hawaii and I was like, I'm tired. And I just flown in that day and I was like, I'm going home. So sorry. I wanted, I wanted to go, to go but, but I didn't have any money and I didn't want to gawk. Yeah. There's nothing worse than going to a con and not being able to buy anything. You just wiped a drool from your mouth. Did you see all these high priced books that you really want? Yes. And you're like, oh. but I did. I didn't want to do that. I was like, uh, no, I can't. I don't want to torture myself like that. Ugh. So hopefully the next one I'll actually have money. I like money. <laughs> I like money. I hope they do I another like one. Money. I would love to see more of those little cons come out and let, you know, kind of like what we used to do with John. It wasn't really a con, but we could go and dig and, you know, there's so much talk about the, the market. There's no good honey holes left in Phoenix. There's no good honey holes, but I'd love to see that somebody put a con together to let people who just want to sell collections that they have or sell their personal, their PC stuff off, kind of buy a table and set up and, and, you know, like the old VFW days and just go dig through what people have. I think it would be awesome, but I just, I think everyone's too much of a collector now. And you know what I mean? Everyone's trying to get, and I, I don't see anything wrong with it, but they're, they're trying to get that maximum dollar. So yeah, trying to get that everything, money. everything, I like money. Um, <laughs> like everything's cherry picked. So it's going to find, Oh, it's not, it's not going to happen because everything's been gone through so many times. Well, I mean, even like, people who have just PC stuff sitting in their garage, boxes of stuff they've sitting in their garage that they want to get rid of or, you know, and better than trying to sell off on Facebook Live or go into the, short, the store where they're going to, you know, make it more profitable for them than it is for you selling it. Yeah. But. I would love to find it. A new honey hole here. I like money. Well, I think it's, it's real hard to find honey holes anyways because I was – with the internet and all these podcasts, everyone is getting more hip and wise to what's hot. And you've got the, the shows that are speculators and everything's hip to hot. And the minute they say, oh, this book's going to get hot, you mark that price up, boy. You know? Yeah. But. Solo says there's a guy with a shit ton of boxes he bought um, out of store. So crap ton of TMNT for two dollars there you go oh at the con damn it damn it there you go yeah solo was solo was saying that he got a lot of good stuff from there so i i didn't have any money i like money i like money (laughs) (laughs) no i just that's that's i just didn't i was it was the you know it was the extra broke week yeah I decided, hey, I'm going to pay extra bills this week. Oh, I don't have enough money to do all that. Damn it. <laughs> That's what I did. He says, so, so they picked up a stack of Avengers BS X-Men, or sorry, Avengers vs. X-Men. He said BS for a dollar a book. Nice. <laughs> it says, Solo bought all the books Kyle would have wanted. <laughs> Fucking Solo. <laughs> buying up all my fucking books. So low, he's taking your books. 
so low but, we can't hear him take the books. There you go. But that'll do it for this week's episode of Episode Week Podcast. Guys, it was great one having hour. Kyle back again, even for one week. Um, one hour. One hour, man. That's, that's, that's what it. I do now. That's it. My days that's... of long podcasts on this channel are donezo, bro. They're donezo? They're donezo? donezo. Yeah. That's bunk. Now that I'm going to be a, a married fellow, I've got to go pay attention to the wife. She goes, look, you get one night a week to do long podcasts. And I was like, well, she's like, if you're going to do two, one of them's got to be short. And I was like, well, I don't have two. I just have one. And I was like, but I don't want to spend all night Friday night <laughs> doing it. So, Oh, man. That's right. You're going to be a married man. I am. Right? Short box of the Turok. All went to solo. Ooh, looks like you're printing a Stray Dogs number one. Ooh. Don't forget, everybody. Unicorn number one. That's the other thing I'm seeing a lot of, too. Like, you, you held that book up. I'm so... Like, if you follow Tony and these people on Twitter, I love the amount of people that are like, can't find a Stray Dogs number one in my local shop. It's sold out only digital. Anybody got a copy? They're like begging people for copies of it online. It's like, dude, buy a second or third print of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. Really, if you have it digitally and you want the physical copy that bad, buy a second or third print of it. But no, you want that first print. Want the fucking first print? But there's probably less second prints than there are first right? prints. But the first print, you get those cool ass horror movie covers. Even the. Even some of the second and third prints, you are you're getting cool horror variant covers for them too. You know who has a really cool variant for Stray Dogs? Is uh, Bird City. See, I w- I didn't I didn't care for it. It's it's the it cover, right? Yeah, I thought it was fucking awesome. I think I just think that that homage to that has been over has been overdone so much. It's not. I don't know. That cover's not for me. Like, you got to think of, like, almost every horror cover has done that. Like, they had the deceased cover of it with the Joker. Yep, yep. Yeah, I just think it's it's very over. But I think it's one of those covers that needs to always be done if you're doing horror. Yeah. Because it's such a, a staple of horror, it. it's. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they'll sell out of it because it's Bird City and they always do dope-ass shit, so. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean you shouldn't pick it up. Look at Solo. He saw the price of Turok's going up. Look at him. All his fucking, all them years of talking finally paid off. Right. He's going to laugh all the way to the fucking bank. (laughs) When he makes his $25. He makes his $25 on on on, uh, Turok number ones. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Oh hi! Yeah, speaking of my wifey, there she is. My wifey to be there. She is right there. That's what made me think of. But. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> oh hi, Matt. But <laughs> I tell what she said to you <laughs> like that. <laughs> she, she does her best the room voice. Oh hi, Matt. <laughs> I should I should ask her if she's ever seen that movie. I would love to talk to her, uh, interview her after seeing that movie. Because I think that'd be a movie that she would definitely uh, 
have lots of questions. <laughs> have lots of questions about. Yes. I bet she'd be like, this is the dumbest fucking movie you've ever made me watch. Why am I marrying you? Take <laughs> right. your fucking ring back and shove it up your room ass. <laughs> Gotta have my love of Tommy Wiseau and the craziness that is the room. What, what did he? What was he just talking about he wanted to be in? He was just talking the other day about something that he wanted to be in. He <sighs> didn't understand why he wasn't in it. I know he wanted to be the Joker. In the Batman movie. No, no, this is just like within like the last week. Oh, I have no idea. If you Google it, he there was there was some part that he thought he should get. He always thinks he should get some dumbass part. Let's see. Computer pocket. Um Hey Google. Tell me. Let's oh, see. She's gonna watch the room and then she's gonna leave you and keep the ring. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. She's a she's gonna be a collector. <laughs> Everyone's got to collect something. <laughs> she collects diamonds. <laughs> he wants to play Gotham City's Agent of Chaos. He said, "Being Joker, he wants to do Joker." Is that recent? No, that's old. No, there's a there's a new one. It just came out the other day just came out that's all i'm seeing is tommy's all wants to play the joker damn it maybe i'm like just making it up then (laughs) whatever works right so let's make her watch vanishing point i thought my old lady was gonna kill me pissed for a week after watching it i'm not i mean i'm down for good bad movies but i'm not really trying to get her to leave me so she says diamonds are a girl's best friend, right? But <laughs> I'm gonna make her watch the room, and then we're gonna report back. And do it, do it. I want to see what she says. She's gonna say this is the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen. She's gonna be like, "Why is he humping her belly button? <laughs> Why is he fucking this dress?" <laughs> Make, make her watch the room and then make her watch Disaster Artist. Oh no! <laughs> Sola says vibrators are a girl's best friend. And on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was nice having got Kyle back um, for for tonight, stomping on the old grounds. Uh, I want to thank everyone in the the chat. Solo Wookie, my wifey to be Grizzle Geek. Nice seeing you, Ish, um, guys. Christine Ish's wife. Guys, tune in to uh, Modern Comic Mayhem tomorrow night over on Tales from the Flipside channel. Um, 10 p.m. Right? You guys are still going on 10 p.m. Eastern time? 6 yes. p.m. Arizona time? 7. 7. You're going 7. Okay, sorry. 7 p.m. Arizona time. Is um, it 7 or is it 6? I actually don't know. It's 7. It is 7. Um, she, Aaron says, is it worse than fear and loathing in Las Vegas or Borat? That's a badass movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's worse than Borat. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas is a fantastic movie. I don't know why you thought it was bad, but Borat. She must have watched the wrong, right. the wrong fear and loathing in Las Vegas. She was watching the, the porn. The porn. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what it was. But, um. But yeah, ch- guys, check out Kyle tomorrow night on Modern Comic Mayhem over on Tales from the Flip Side. 
check out Ish. And uh, again, Kyle, Remember, we're ahead. gonna have Ish tomorrow. We'll have Ish, Corbin, and Travis on the show with us. Big old. It's like the show. it's like the trifecta. Everybody but Matt. So soon go. we're gonna make it a square. <laughs> we're gonna go from a triangle to a square. <laughs> she says, "Oh God, I can't get that part of my life back." Well, <laughs> well, she's gonna say the that twice over with the room, right? <laughs> that man, I can't wait. That's gonna be an experience. It looks like you guys have something to do tonight. Yep, or, or at least or over, over this three day weekend, over the long weekend. Yes, my lower bar movie is Exorcist Three. Hard to be worse than that. It is worse than that. If you have not seen The Room, it is a cult classic for a reason. Go see it. But I think you'd watch it on YouTube for free. I think you can too. But it's a you terrible. Can, you can get the nudity and everything. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. You, I, I mean, you can watch The Disaster Artist for on Amazon Prime for free, which is a movie about the making of the movie The Room. And it's just as bad. You, you get all the pieces to it and so if you want to see a grown man fuck a chick's belly button and (laughs) (laughs) what forgive me exorcist 2 isn't freaking out (laughs) Uh, trade for friends i'm not watching friends it's never it's not happening friends what do you mean that's not happening i don't like friends i don't like the show Every time I try like to, friends. every time I try to watch it, I fall asleep. It's just not. It's a show that was in the '90s that I don't think is funny. I think it's overhyped. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I'd rather watch Seinfeld than Friends. I've been recently getting back into like, like after you like. I hadn't watched Seinfeld in a long time, and then I would I would watch it like sporadically, like here and there, and I'm like, meh, meh. But then when you start watching a lot of Seinfelds, like back to back, like they get funnier as you're watching them, like yeah. one after the other. <laughs> She's thanking you, Kyle, for her backup. I like Friends. I always watch Friends. It's on. It's on in this house a lot. What's not on a lot in this house is HGTV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wish Ever. it wasn't on in my house ever either. Ever, <laughs> but it, like I'm, I'm watching the previews for the the Friends reunion, and every single one of them looks terrible except for Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston has it looks like she hasn't aged a day. Every other one of them looks just god awful. Matthew Perry looks like he's about to have a stroke. The dude who plays <laughs> David Schwimmer looks like he's about to have a stroke. No, I'm good. The Joe, the dude who plays Joey, he's in another show that's fucking hilarious. Um, it, it's man something, isn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I don't want to say it's not Last Man Standing, but like Man of the House or something like that. Yeah, it's fucking funny. But Friends is funny though. It's funny. I just can't sit there and just watch it over and I. Uh, like you know, like Nickelodeon at night, they'll play like hours of it. Yeah, hours and hours and hours of it, and then like TBS during the day, I think they play hours and hours and hours of it. And I'll just leave it on. I just think it's that hype, that hype train 
is like driving me away from it. Where I was like, oh my god, you gotta watch Friends. Oh my god, you gotta watch Friends. I'm like, oh my god, I don't need to watch Friends. I remember Nubia did a, a a Friends trivia at her work. It wrapped around the building twice the line to get in. That's how many people went to go play Friends trivia. I just I can't. I can't do it. Christine said yeah. Jennifer Anderson has the same plastic surgeon as Cher. Trade secret. <laughs> well, they awesome. have a good plastic surgeon. You're now aging us, Kyle. <laughs> I know. That's so fucking old. Oh, boy. But all right. What was oh, Friends was on, like, what, Thursday nights? I don't even know. Dude, I'm. my parents watched it. I just know the theme song was everywhere. I just, I just never got into it, and it's, I just I can't do it. I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's gonna take. It'll probably take me the rest of my life to watch all ten seasons of Friends. Nah, you'll burn through them. I don't think it will, because I'd rather go to Dude, the dentist you, than watch Friends. You have a long weekend. You can start tonight. Watch the room, then instantly go to friends and be done by Monday. She always does that. I've got like this long list of things, like being a pop, pop culture guy. Like I'm like, you haven't seen this. You've got to see this. You've got to see this. And she always says, I'll watch that whenever you watch friends. I'm like, oh, God, oh, I can't shit. do it. It's time to watch friends. I can't do it. But she won't let me do that because she was like, she's like, we need a show to watch together. And she's like, so I don't want you to watch friends without me. And I was like, oh, my God. So it's going to take me even longer. Watch. That's what you guys should do all weekend. Just watch. Just just burn through it. <laughs> Sola says it's worth it, Matt. Do it. No. It's not By worth the time it. you're into season three, dude, you're going to be like. Dee, 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 dee. No. <laughs> you can't do it. Mm-mm. I don't think so. You'll be going, smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Christy says there's worse things to watch. Poorish has to do with my 90 day fiance obsession. No shame. Hey, you know, what isn't there to, what isn't fun about watching people make terrible decisions about marrying someone they met in 90 days? Like, or like married at first sight, or you know what show everybody's missing out on is Below Deck. I've heard a lot of great things about that. That's the show to watch. Below Deck, huh? It's the bomb. Hot chicks, stupid dudes, shit going on on a boat. It's awesome. <laughs> Aaron is excited that you have her back, Kyle. That's what I'm here for. All right. Well, that's enough. That's I'm I'm trying to make that so when you guys get married, I can be the flower girl. <laughs> I think we but can I make that. It. We can arrange yeah, that. Throw flowers. So do it. <laughs> Things that are white: milk, paper, glue, a ghost. Okay, solo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Anyways. Um, guys, check out Ish, check out Kyle, and the rest of the Modern Comic Mayhem crew tomorrow night on the Tales from the Flipside channel. I'm sure it's going to be a good time. As always, they have a killer group, a killer 
uh, chat. Apparently, it's a friend's reference because she gets it too, and I don't. So, whatever. But for this, what's a friend's reference? The things that are the things that are white. But oh, looks like Christine watches uh, Below Deck also. (laughs) There you go. Go go spend your long weekend watching Below Deck or Friends and yes, yeah, so that's a Friends quote, Matt. Thank you. That's why it went over my head because I don't watch Friends. <laughs> like the one where they get addicted to watching, or they get addicted to playing Miss Pac-Man. You put it in the quarters and they're all fucking playing it. They have to get rid of Miss Pac-Man. Nope. Over my head. You're just gonna watch it. Sounds like I've got a date with Central Perk. This weekend. Yes, you do. The friends who I don't want them to be my friends because I would hit them, every single one of them in the face with a fucking shovel. <laughs> what the but... sh- <laughs> <laughs> that way. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>